1: All right, so that's a a good conversation there about where we might be underselling this team. The other thing I want to look at here, and this might, uh, I started prepping for this, Brian, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to, I think, break this up into parts, which we always get so many questions about, hey, are they going to look at a free agent corner? Are they going to look at a free agent receiver? Are they going to get a free agent swing tackle? And so I, I was looking at a couple of positions and I wanted us to run through what are realistic names because obviously everybody wants you know, a Julio Jones out there, or, you know, a J.C. Treader, like we mentioned yeah. earlier, that's just generally not where they're going to play. It's it's not the area that they play in, even when they get to summer and you're talking about a post-June 1 cut. They look at guys who are, uh, you know, make sense for other reasons a lot of times. Um, and so I was looking at a bunch of different positions and I realized we only really have time for receiver, uh, I think, once we go through that, because I think that's the big one that everybody's been asking about, yeah. has been receiver. And so... We're going to focus on a few names and I'm going to get into those after we kick around some of the bigger ones and some of the top free agents right now, Julio Jones, Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, Cole Beasley, Odell Beckham, some of the big trade names, Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf. We're realistically not, I don't think going to be looking at any of those. Maybe things change and maybe they do like a a Julio Jones or something like that, if it makes sense for them. But I think in general, those aren't realistic options for the Cowboys, right?
0: No. And, you know, and I was looking like I said, Julio Jones has had a tremendous career. He can't mm-hmm. stay healthy. So what yeah. are you trying to do? You're trying to get a player that can come in here and and take up, you know the take up the the you know the the, the work and and be yeah. available and and ready to go. You can't you can't have a guy that all of a sudden you bring him in and then he turns up on the injured list. You know that that's just not going to happen. Julio Jones is, is a tremendous player. Will Fuller can run like a son of a gun. Mm-hmm. He can separate. T.Y. Hilton, very crafty in the way he plays. Cole Beasley interested, interesting, but you wonder if he's just burned so many bridges along the way that maybe that wouldn't be a return.
1: He's also small. Yeah. And, and I know Mike McCarthy, I've been told Mike McCarthy and Robert Doesn't
0: want slot only guys. Robert
1: yeah. Prince, too. They don't yeah. like undersized slot guys. Yeah.
0: So and then the thing with Beckham, he's not available till what, November? Right. Remember? Yeah, so that's, that's that's a tough one that's right there. That's what you
1: got to look at. And yeah. then obviously on the trade names. Now we have talked about how they've been shown that they're willing to spend capital if for some reason a disaster happens like pup and washington and tolbert are not performing like they want and cd's not shown to be the one that they do you think there is any even the slightest chance they would kick the tires on a debo or a dk
0: i'd like to believe that the one position that they would give up assets for and the history has shown that they've done it before is wide receiver so if in fact it's you know, we'll see with the whole thing with, with Debo, you know, is would that be the best fit? You know, yeah, he just does so much for you. You know, but would Kellen Moore be able to use him? <laughs> like, you know, we've, right. like, we've seen him being used in San
1: Francisco. Because he he, they, they haven't been able to use Tony Pollard. They haven't
0: been able to use Tony Pollard. So, again, those are the problems. DK Metcalf, though, it, it seems like to me that would be very interesting because the situation in Seattle. Seattle finally had a damn good draft. Yeah. my man, John Snyder,
1: I, I don't know what. You were ready to troll him the entire draft I, show, and you I couldn't. Did, I couldn't troll him. I except, could not. When he, except when he picked a running back he in did, the second round. He did. He he, but that John
0: not help himself as a former running back himself. <laughs> so, yeah, the DK Metcalf won. I kind of feel like you need to monitor those names. I do. Samuel, Metcalf, I think you want to keep in touch with those teams. Just so if we get to the point where it's like you get into training camp and you're not happy or you're, you're talking about potential pup. So, yeah, I I keep those warm possibilities. Sure. Anything's possible in the NFL. We've seen that. And Jerry Jones has been willing to move, you know, move picks, multiple picks to make sure he gets a wide receiver.
1: So I think when you're looking at, when it comes to the talent acquisition business, when you're looking at a a player, whether through the draft, free agency or trade, you obviously want them to have skills and and you want them to fit, uh, you know, your, your scheme and everything like that. You, You want those things that make them a productive player at the position, but Talent is not the only thing that matters to teams. And I know that bugs a lot of people. Yeah, it's just, you know, it should just be all about talent. But there are, I mean, a number of factors to consider. So when it comes to figuring out who the Cowboys might target to bolster positions of weakness heading into camp, I think we need to remember a few things that matter to them. And I kind of wrote out five of them here. First off, flexibility. So they love guys who are position flexible. So that means if you play tackle, they love it if you can play guard or if you can play both sides uh if you play receiver they like guys who can play inside and outside to to me flexibility is going to be a big thing with whatever position it
0: always is that's their favorite buzzword and i kind of appreciate it Position flex yeah i appreciated it like five years ago and now i absolutely hate it because (laughs) it makes me feel like this guy is good enough to be on the team but he's not good enough to play the position that we want him to play
1: yeah size so with that flexibility there comes certain size parameters The Cowboys likely aren't going to be looking for any receivers under six feet tall. They just won't do that. Offensive linemen that have short arms. There are going to be certain things that the Cowboys are are going to need to take into consideration. So I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, Affordability. Um, I I think they aren't going to be looking to break the bank unless, like you mentioned, things get desperate and they've got to make a receiver move. But I think what's more likely if they were to sign somebody at camp, they want somebody who's not going to break the bank. They just want an insurance policy. See,
0: that's what they exactly. Will McClay always described this about Will is that he's always looking to protect himself yeah you know protect you know even if they have multiple guys at a position draft another one sign another one to kind of protect yourself
1: sure. yeah no it makes total sense uh number four i have here and we talked about it a little bit there with julio you mentioned it health yeah part of the reason the cowboys availability would, yeah part of the reason the cowboys would be making a late signing to a position group is because they've had injuries so they've been banged up at receiver throughout the summer it's caused questions about the position they want confidence that okay, whoever we're bringing in here is going to be healthy. That's exactly right. Yeah, And not not just healthy, like you pointed out, one of their big frustrations, Amari Cooper didn't miss games, but he missed practices and that drove them nuts. Drove them nuts. Yep, sure did. And then the last one, and I don't think this is a prerequisite, but I think it's like any other job that you talk about or any other workforce that you talk about, familiarity. So it's not (laughs) a requirement, but if they have familiarity with you, if they know you or a coach knows you, I think that's a big plus for them. They
0: will, they will, They will lean on a Dan Quinn. They'll lean on a George Edwards. They will lean on these coaches because Will McClay, the first thing he's going to do is he's going to ask these coaches, hey, who do you like? And a guy like George Edwards. Give George Edwards credit for curse.
1: Yeah, because he'd been
0: with he'd been with curse. Mm -hmm. So he knew about curse as as a guy to sign. You know, look at hooker. You know, guys, I mean, excuse me, uh, KZ, 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 I'm sorry, yeah, Yeah. Count O'Neill, those kinds of guys. If they know the player, Will McClay is more likely to try and bring those guys on board. Passion, drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
1: so i've got if we're looking at receivers i'm going to give you some names that i think are much more realistic than your julio they're not going to get you guys excited i promise but i mean maybe you find some value here first name i'm going to throw out muhammad sanu and this would be a guy that you would sign uh he checks about every single box of those five that we talked about he's 6'2 210 pounds He's a bigger slot who has the ability to take snaps outside. He's going to be 33 in August, but he's still a really effective route runner. That's how he made his name in the NFL was just, he was a really good route runner. He Mm -hmm. wasn't an incredible athlete. I think he's a four, six guy, um, but a really good route runner, not going to come at a steep price. And he's been able to stay relatively healthy throughout most of his career. A big check Mark for Sanu would be his familiarity with receivers coach, Robert Prince, who he played for with the Lions in 2020, those types of relationships matter. And then also Anything they want to know about this guy's football character, they can get it from Dan Quinn. And so I think if you're looking for an area where Sanu might be a turnoff, it's the fact that he really isn't going to contribute much on special teams. But is Sanu a name of interest, you think? Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying.
0: You're looking at Sanu and you're looking at Washington. Those kinds of, I mean, you know yeah. what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, that's the type of person the, you'd have the, to bank on. That's,
0: that's what I'm saying, though. If a guy like Washington doesn't show up, then all of a sudden you're like, well, maybe we have to go look at Sanu. I mean, I just don't see keeping a veteran guy if they're not doing anything for you. But again, the the key one that you talk about is familiarity. And if Robert Prince knows the player, then Dan Quinn knows the player will vouch. Sponsorship goes a long way on a roster, and Sanu fits that.
1: The uh, you you've got your option of two Chris's, okay? Uh, and this is this would be a trade with the Texans. This would not be a signing. Uh, but it's wide receiver Chris Conley or wide receiver Chris Moore. So Conley, he turns 30 in October. He's a ridiculous athlete. He blew up the combine in 2015. Sure did. You know, all these crazy things that he did. He started 62 games during his seven-year career. It's been with the Chiefs, Jaguars, and Texans. He is a big target. He only plays about a quarter of his snaps from the slot. But uh, he's got some of that inside-outside versatility that the Cowboys won. He's got the size. He was with Robert Prince last year with the Texans. Both of these guys were. Uh, and, and Prince spoke really highly I was doing some research on this he spoke really highly of Chris Conley's leadership traits yeah and we know they want more juice out of the receiver room so if they brought Robert Prince in for that and Prince says this is a guy that fits I think that would go a long way Chris Moore just turned 29 uh he's a really exceptional athlete he doesn't have the elite long time speed that Chris Conley does but he's Mm -hmm. great in every other area um he played largely outside the first five years of his career with the Ravens but it was Robert Prince who who recognized the versatility and had him split his snaps more evenly between the slot and the outside in their one season together last year. Uh, he played more, played 14% of his snaps in the slot for Baltimore for those five years. And that number jumped to 53% with Robert Prince and the Texans in 2020. Yeah. So played him like really all over the place. And uh, Moore's a guy who also returned 46 kicks in his career, no punts, yeah. um, but he's also made 20 special teams tackles. So this is a guy who can return will can play gunner, can do some things inside, outside. He's still in his twenties. The chatter out of Houston that I've seen is that Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Philip Dorsett, and John Mechie are the top four receivers. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And they're only expected to keep five. So you could maybe flip a late round conditional pick or maybe some you know, positional depth for more yeah. Conley. Any of the, yeah. either of those guys maybe do some. I'll tell you
0: what, you? to me, I mean, if you think about it, the the and now you when you start to talk about more. Mm-hmm you're getting into an area where now bone's fossil it will be involved right you know bone's fossil will then say well 20 special teams tackles you know how do i you know how do i now what is now Noah, you might
1: have two sponsors? Yeah, but
0: what did what has Noah Brown done too? Noah Brown's a so like, good
1: question. Let's see what he's done for his career on but his see, special but, teams.
0: But that's what I'm saying he's primarily. I mean that's something that Jason Garrett remember was always talking about yep. with him, and they managed to kind of keep him around. He plays special teams. He's like a personal protector. He covers kicks. He covers punt. You know all those things he does. So I mean they block. He's a blocker on
1: the kickoff return. Yeah, he has nine tackles in his career. See, that's on what i There you go. So I mean, so, more and more will return kicks. Like, that's like what I'm saying. They, like he can be a kick guy, he can be a gunner, that's, he can be a receiver who can blaze the slot. I think that would be really attractive. That would be. I think that would be very
0: attractive. And you talked about it. You know, do you do it with a a late round pick or like you talk about with some surplus?
1: If you're gonna if you're gonna let Basham go, they need pass rushers in Houston. If you're yeah. gonna cut Basham, well, maybe Basham, go. Basham
0: hey. was Basham was he in Houston one time? What am I
1: thinking? No, like, no, no. The, he was Jets, and I can't remember where the other uh, spot he was. They, they, they dealt Colt, with houston. colts and jets yeah, that's right i'm i was thinking of
0: something else there you know he, but
1: charles omenahue
0: maybe somebody like that yeah
1: but no but i mean honestly or if you if you don't feel good about josh ball they need offensive line depth and houston maybe they say well, yeah. we'll take a chance on his athleticism sure, sure so a couple names to consider there. and then here's one who does not check the bo- a box of familiarity but i think would still make some sense and that's chester rogers And Chester Rogers was an undrafted free agent out of Grambling State in 2016, but he spent four seasons with the Colts, was able to hang around for a long time, started 22 games. Then he signed with the Titans practice uh, squad in 2020 after he had a brief stint with the Dolphins in training camp, played the 2021 season with the Titans, played in 16 games, started two. He's six feet tall, 185 pounds, um, has played the vast majority of snaps in the slot. It's over 70% of the snaps in his career. So uh, there have been some times when he's been used outside uh, and he's not so slightly built that he couldn't contribute out there, but it's not been his primary spot. Um, and then Roger's biggest knock, I think, from some of the stuff you see, it's it's kind of average route running, and, and he's struggled with drops at times. But mm-hmm. where he could be of real interest is the, the added ability. Yeah, the returner, the returner. Yeah, because yeah. this is a guy who does kicks and punts, 90 punt returns in his career, 19 kick returns. In fact, he's averaged 9.4 career yards per punt return, uh, and that ranks him 11th best among all active players and so you know they 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 looked like they were lost trying to figure out punt returners while we were out here at these OTAs. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it, it was it was like it was like anybody that was a skill position guy line up we're going to try and figure this out.
1: Yeah, I mean they had tight ends catching stuff yeah. like Peyton Henderson and guys yep. like that. So, there's just a couple names there, Sanu, Conley, Moore, and uh Chester Rogers. So out of those I I get the sense the one that would be most intriguing to you based on the bio sounded like it might be Chris Moore.
0: If I if I had to go on just the evaluation of what we just went through, I would go Moore conley and then
1: rogers is
0: how i would do this
1: very good uh you're listening to the love of the star it is an odyssey podcast you can uh, find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts